Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Just do it. Call the fan at 877-337-6666. Powered by Superbook Sports. Visit superbook.com. back on the fan all in time i am still all in on aaron Rodgers, but i'm also all in on the notion that things just got a little more complex here as tom brady continues to torture us 20 years beating our brains in on the football field and now uh, a couple of weeks uh adding to the complexities of trying to acquire aaron Rodgers because now there's one one less great quarterback on the market which means supply and demand has changed a little bit, which means you're going to probably have to throw in a first-round pick, mm. an extra one, to get Aaron Rodgers, which means I'm still down with it, but I'm also acknowledging you better have a plan B. You know, really, it's funny. I, I've spoken about the Jets' plan B more, at least in my mind, like, yeah, we're not going to have to worry about plan B. Aaron yeah. Rodgers, And I still believe Aaron Rodgers is coming here. I'm on the record. I've said it a million times. I believe Rodgers will be a Jet. And anytime I brought up plan B, it was just more... Just to kind of finish the sentence. Well, if that's just in case something wacky, you better have somewhere else to go. This is a little different. And you better firmly identify who that plan B is. And I am all in on it. I don't, I don't want Jimmy Garoppolo. Don't waste <laughs> my time with Jimmy Garoppolo. If we have a conversation, as we have for months, and it'll ultimately be months, about Rogers coming here, and then we're with Aaron Rodgers, that's like going from a super to a Jimmy G, the supermodel, to somebody with five teeth. I'm going to pass on that, all right? <laughs> so I want the supermodel, and the supermodel is Aaron Rodgers. I think, and my, sec- my second option is Derek Carr. I think Jimmy Garoppolo would take exception to that, especially considering how good-looking he, he is. He actually is a very good-looking guy. As that's a true. dude, well-dressed and dating porn stars and He's better-looking than me. That's true. Look, I'm all, I'm all in. I look, I agree with you, BT. you, you got to be really careful if you're the Jets now and you get into a bidding war because of the cap situation. We already know that they're in a precarious situ- a cap space, but it's fixable, so you're not necessarily worried about it. But you last thing you want to do is overbid for a guy that you're going to have for maybe two years, uh, three at at max, uh, based on where his deal is right now. But I kind of all in on on Tom Brady's legacy and his career and this iconic uh, star uh, that he became after such an innocuous and low draft profile position. I mean, very rarely you see guys quarterbacks in particular, escape their draft gear grade. You're always judged by it. Think about our view of Kurt Cousins, who's had some really good seasons and done some really good things and have high completion percentages and doesn't turn the ball over. Yes, he's a robot, but he's a really good leader. We still kind of won't put him in that top echelon 
of player because of where where we preconceive him to be. And the only way to really to break out of that is to win championships. And Tom Brady won and 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 and eventually got seven of them. He leads every major statistical category for quarterbacks, including throwing for over 102,000 yards. Just think about 102,000 yards. I just saw this thing on on TV. It's It's equivalent to 58 miles he's thrown for in his career. Uh, he's a legend, and he represented the game with the right kind of presence and moxie and confidence, but also realness with how he would scream at his teammates and you know showed his his emotion. You could tell he cared. Yep. He cared about every single thing that he did on the football field, and his teammates respected the hell out of him, whether you hated him um, because he was an opponent and destroyed you like Jets fans and Bills fans and Dolphins fans, uh, or really just the AFC and the NFL over the last 20-something years. You had to respect how great Tom Brady is, and he's walking away from the game finally at 45, and you just got to celebrate him. He's he's amazing. You know, in a lot of ways, mm-hmm. and we were talking about the Knicks before, like he's Reggie Miller times 10. Because yeah. he was here so long. Yes, you know, you true. think about how the, the antagonist. You need a hatred like the antagonism, yeah. But you respect the hell out of them both. Yes. I mean, yeah, yes. you, Reggie was a pain in the ass, and you just wanted somebody to just level him with a pick and just crush him on a hard foul. He was so slippery and elusive. You can never get your hands on Reggie, it seemed like, except when Starks headbutted him, which we loved. Um, and, but yet, we walk away with this profound respect mm-hmm. for two people who tormented us uh, forever. Uh, really, really interesting how... How one guy who was not destined seemingly for anything uh, really impacted a sport and 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 permeated through everybody's you know sporting. He's on every sporting radar for the last twenty years, and he's going to be on every sporting radar for the for infinity. Yeah, because his name's always going to come up. Yes. what a career, no doubt. Eight seven seven three three seven sixty six sixty six. Timmy, Madison, New Jersey. What's going on, Tim? Hey, what's going on, guys? Uh, first, first thing is I, I completely agree about Brady. I, I'm a longtime uh, Jets fan, but I, I do love and adore Brady as, as a uh, Michigan fan. So, got it. Um, really sad to see him go, and also I agree the timing kind of uh, hinders our chances with Rodgers a bit. Um, with that being said, it's been driving me nuts uh, the last few days just hearing Jets fans calling up saying they don't want Rodgers, and to me, it's like you know this team's got. You know, with this group of guys, you know, a three-year window, and you know, to to coming out of the AFC, you know, there's I think there's two guys on the market that you know could get the Jets there, and it's Lamar and it's Rodgers, and you know, Lamar's going to cost you a king's ransom, and and you know, for various reasons, I you know, I think he'll have injury issues with the way he plays later in his career, and I think it, it would be a bad contract even if he was you know the Jets had a chance at him, but you know, with with Rodgers, I I feel like you have a legit chance at getting past a, a Burroughs or Mahomes. Not not necessarily a great chance, but guys like Carr and, and whoever else, you know, yeah, they might be the best option B, but I'm not going to kid myself and think that the Jets, led by Derek Carr, are going to beat a, a Patrick Mahomes or a, a Joe Burroughs no. in the AFC. Yeah, there's no chance. There's no chance. When you think about it, like in that context, like Derek Carr is going to go with the Jet new Thanks, team Tim. and beat Pat Mahomes in Arrowhead again because they keep hosting AFC Championship games with Joe Burrow, with Chase, and all those guys, unless we steal T. Higgins. It's, it's just not it's, it's not happening. But I think, why not swing for the fence? Seriously, yep. why not? When have you ever done it? So to say, yeah, we did this before. I mean, I guess the, the Brett Favre is a different conversation. But he was good 
until the the end of the season when he started he was banged up and he was making some mistakes and they ended up losing. But why not swing for the fences? Uh, I think Aaron Rodgers at this point is miles above where Brett Favre was when he was with the with the Jets. I would agree with that. Although you know, Brett, as you know, did play well. Of course, he uh, did. until he got hurt. And but yes, Rodgers, and is... then he played well the next year in That's Minnesota. True. That's true. So somebody sent me this. Um, you know those instant reactions that I do after the Jet mm-hmm. game, right? This one's from November twentieth. This was, I guess, this was this the Patriot. What game was this? Either way, uh, when people say, "Why do you?" I don't. If this doesn't sound right, I'll stop it. But it's probably funny because I remember how nuts I was, and I don't want to feel this way anymore. People say, "Like, why would you?" Why would you want to trade for Aaron Rodgers? Here's why, all right? Did this now the first 5 seconds or so, I think I'm just punching the table and I'm trying to get this this hood out of my face. So I don't think you really hear anything, but this is why I want Rodgers. It's the Pats. Quarterback. Stinks. Stinks. Can't make a play for the pocket. He stinks. Offensive coordinator. Atrocious. It is really saying something. When you watch a game, and after the game, as a fan of this team, okay, that game goes up to the front of the list of most torturous defeats ever. That is one long-ass list. How could you lose this game, and how can you lose that play? All right, so I, for my whole... Jeez, see that in a couple of months after it. I'm out of my mind. Um, I don't want to have to go through that anymore. And I... You know, I I feel like the bridge to getting away from that is Aaron Rodgers. That's the bridge. Mm -hmm. There's other bridges that might be, you know, the toll's not as expensive, but the scenery's not going to be as good. I just can't live this any. I can't live this way anymore on Sundays. I can't. <laughs> I mean, I know that you that laugh. Game, I, I that get game it. Easily could have been a win without the punt return. I know. I know. But think about how bad he was. Mm-hmm. You know, I and, and it's like it's it's too many years of not watching competent professional offensive football it has to end it has to and that's why you go and you get them uh jimmy and marlboro's on the fan jimmy how are you bud what's happening hey hey guys thanks for taking my call all right jim so so look you know when it comes if i had my choice you know and one of them can magically be here between car and rogers here's the conundrum i have so we're haunted by teams around us that have sustained success so as a Mets fan, it's the Braves. As a Jets fan, it's the Patriots. And, you know, I go back and forth between these two guys. Rodgers, look, I won a Super Bowl more than anyone. 59 years old, I was only six when they won their only Super Bowl. So do I think he can bring us there? Yeah, I do. But I want that sustained success for my franchise, too. And I feel like with Rodgers, we don't get that. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if I have the faith in the current GM to bring that next quarterback in. 
So I don't know what the succession plan past Rogers is. Well, Jimmy, here's the and thing, And that's Jimmy. why I'm on the fence. Yeah, no, it's interesting. I, I get it. Um, we all want to be relevant for a long time. Like you're a Chiefs fan, you know the you know the moment you knew that Mahomes was Mahomes. You're like, all right, I've, I've got a 15 year ride where I'm going to be viable. It's going to be awesome. Primetime games, double digit wins, conference championships, Super Bowls. You know you're golden. Same with Burrow. Giants had it twice with Eli. You know, like I get that. All right, I'm I'm with you, but I believe like it. What if that ever happens to the Jets, Jimmy? It's not going to happen in the conventional manner. It's going to be organic. Like, oh, wow, we didn't even know that this guy was this good. Mm -hmm. Or, oh, look, Aaron Rodgers, I guess he did get through to Zach Wilson. Maybe Zach Wilson really is good. It's not going to be with the third overall pick, the Jets select so-and-so, and it becomes Dan Marino. We're not destined for that. We're not allowed to have that, Jim. we got to get well, it unconventionally. We, we certainly proved it, you know, with the number three pick and the number two pick, you know, the last, you know, five years. So I that's, know. That's for sure. I you know what I mean? 100%. Same and with Sanchez at number six. Yeah. You know, my problem is, is that, you know, if if we do wind up with Rodgers and we give up the boatload of draft picks and, you know, we get to the promised land finally, you know, then I feel like that letdown is coming and we're going to be back to the same old Jets and, Maybe it's because I've been rooting for the team for, you know, 50-some-odd years. And yep, yep. it's kind of beaten into me, but... Mm -hmm. you know, I'll take my chances, Jim. Jim, I'll yeah. take my chances, yeah. Jimmy. And I think you gotta you got to just have faith that yeah. winning begets winning. And, you know, once you win, then people want to be a part of it. Yep. And free agency gets easier, and you don't necessarily have to overpay. Like, it just... It, it creates a culture. Winning, you know, begets culture. Like, all that stuff. It just... It kind of starts to steamroll itself. But it's got to be sustained. And so to his point, you're right. If you if you start something with Aaron Rodgers, say, for a year, and let's say you don't even win a Super Bowl, you get to the AFC Championship game or even the divisional round and you play great and you're, just a, you know, you're a couple plays short and then he retires and it feels like you're back to square one again, that would suck. So I get what he's saying. I do too. But you also, you have to win. I can't, you can't overstate it enough. The Jets have to win. They can't afford these sub-500 records and mediocrity and, and lack of clutchness in it when it matters. Get to a point, you're 7-4, and four, and you just fade? Like, like just the lights just turned off? I and just, that's the highlight of the last yeah. decade outside of 2015. Yes. That's yes. the good season. Yeah. Seven seven wins has been the what good year. What a season. That's true. We, so what? We didn't score a touchdown for nine years. What a season we had. We I had a season in invigoration. So as bad as this season finished, it's the best thing we've had. <laughs> I mean, it's listen, true. we uh, that is, whoa, that is sadly accurate. We want sustained success. I will settle in the short term for intermittent success and deal with the sustained stuff later. You know, I really will. I mean, it is just, it's just too joyless to sit there every Sunday with no emotion Either because we're desensitized to it, mm -hmm. or and and we're apathetic, we're used to losing like that. That is just it's torture. It's to, I'll take my chance. Give me you know, give me two years of Rogers. Let's flirt around with something meaningful. And I'll worry about two or three years down the road. Two or three years down the road, I'll worry about that down the road. Let's get Anthony up in Westchester. What up, Ant? How are you? How you doing? Good. Um, it's mind-boggling how uh, how. Uh... People are calling and not understanding. They want Rogers for maybe one or two years, but his importance is 
Zach Wilson. He's the second overall pick. And he idolized him, and, and the, the, he has a lot of talent. And that's why the, that's the main reason. As far as him, he's not going to go to San Francisco. They're not going to trade him to San Francisco. The Jets had their defense last year was gave up the least amount of second least amount of points with no quarterback, no offense, and you, you put Rodgers on that team, definitely go to a Super Bowl. I don't know about definitely go to a Super Bowl because it's not like the NBA where you have, you know, Kobe and Shaq and you show mm-hmm. up and you win 60-something games and you win a championship. But, yes, the odds are greatly enhanced. Yeah. You're that feels going like to a, be a playoff team. That's a guarantee. That feels like a really compelling story if you're the 49ers. Aaron Rodgers on the 49ers. Yeah, but they're not going to trade him there. Uh, of course not, but I'm just saying it would feel like a really compelling story. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's crazy. Ah, boy. Like, what? Let me ask you this. Aside from an element of luck, and mm-hmm. that's part of it. Uh, an element of being proactive because they traded for Brett Favre. You know, maybe younger fans don't remember that, but he was originally a Falcon. Yep. Um, so you've got to give him credit, personnel department, seeing something in him that was worthy of a trade, blah, blah, blah. But could you explain to me, in some sort of basic language, what the Packers have done differently than the Jets, where they have bestowed their fans basically a quarter of a century for stellar quarterback play, and we can't get back-to-back average seasons. And by average, that's like statistically proven. That's a fact. Yeah. Whatever their measurement for average is with QB or whatever, that's true. What's the difference? I mean, part of it's got to be coaching, right? It's got to be having the – I mean, well, first of all, it's it's the – I don't want to say the easy because that's a, that's a that diminishes how hard it is to be a, a good franchise consistently. But – the support out in Green Bay is just it's profound. Like it's just it's amazing how supportive the the team is. I mean the uh, the fans are out there for the, of the team, but then it's also consistency and and head coach right. Mike Sherman was the head coach for six years or so, and then Mike McCarthy was there. It felt like forever, and now it's Lafleur. And you don't hear even when there are you know, like uh, subpar years, you don't hear. Oh, let's fire this guy. Let's get rid of this guy. Right? It, you, so stability. It's stability. I think it's coaching stability, which allows, I don't know, and you, you overuse the word, but it's true. It just allows a culture to persist, like over time. It just it stays the same. It but never, would there be stability without great quarterbacks? If you have, let's face it, if Rodgers is gone uh, and their backup is not the guy, Jordan Love, uh, you could have a new coach because they're going to go six and eleven a couple of years around. You could have a new coach. Yeah, maybe. But at the end of the day, you kind of got to get lucky with quarterbacks, right? Brett Favre wasn't the Packers guy. It was it was Mike Tomzak who was there, and then Magic Man before him. Oh, he was good. Yeah, exactly. But they got lucky. Sometimes you get lucky, and. I forget what the issue was in Atlanta, but it was it was weird. He wasn't taking it very seriously. He was a yeah. partier, and he, they just thought he was a wreck, and he didn't really study. Yeah, he was a I wild felt, child. I felt like it was it was both. It was them too, like something with the Atlanta Falcons. It just whatever. Can you imagine Brett Favre spent his whole career in Atlanta as opposed to Green Bay? Where would Atlanta be? So yeah, yet, sometimes you get lucky because of a, a bad situation works in your favor. For, I mean, for Green Bay to get Brett Favre, and he's okay. a quarterback for fifteen years. Understood, and then. You get lucky because Rodgers falls to the 20s and you take him. He sat in the green room by himself. You get a little lucky there. Yeah. Understood. You, you get a little but lucky. Then how, but why are the also, Jets so unlucky? If the Packers are a little lucky. Lack of patience. For, uh, for, for, for To just make it simple, lack of patience. 
Lack of patience. Interesting. Lack I mean, I can't. Patience. I can't even like. So you look at the Jets, and a lot of people, oh, it's Woody, it's Woody, it's the you know, it's the it's the organization. Well, what is it for the for the Packers? I mean, they don't have an owner per se, right? It's a it's a they have a like a president or someone who runs the organization. But you know, well, that leads to less less petulance because you're not one man in charge who gets a little frisky. Yeah. When you say. What, what, what uh, lack of patience for the Jets? Yeah. That's got to be directly connected to ownership because the owner's the one who's flexing the lack of patience. We got to get somebody else. Move on. We got to get this guy. Move on. We got to do that. I mean, that's coming from ownership. Yeah. Now, Woody's not bombastic like young no. George, but Woody, he's fired guys pretty quickly. He has. So is it, if it's a lack of patience, and I think that you're, if you're not completely right, you're certainly more than part right. Doesn't that just funnel right back up to ownership? Like I've always said. Yeah. I mean, it, it does. Must. It must. Yeah. Right? I mean, you, you take take a radio station that's yeah, terrible for 50 years. It's just the, the president CEO, Mark Murphy. Um, but he's owned, but they're they're owned by the board of directors. He's the president of the executive committee of the board of directors. So it's just different. No, I got you. But take a radio station for Which, 50 years. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It might be the way to do it because it allows you to have like contrasting ideas in a boardroom as opposed to the whims of your emotions. Right? Uh, we, we suck this year. I have no faith in XYZ coach. You have you to really what? flush it out. Fire him. Yeah. That I would say. That's right? why I say and less your, And your mind has already been made up, even yeah. if someone tries to convince you otherwise. Well, everybody's pretty much rubber stamping what you say because they look it up to you and you're the boss and they're and, not going to go against and you. And you're the billionaire. Yeah, the no, I know what you're saying. But, I mean, I, I, you know, I, that's not the perfect analogy, but take a radio station that does the same thing that we do. Mm-hmm. And, like, and they, they just they, they don't win. They don't do well. Are you telling me that there haven't been talented players oh, or, or ra- you, know, yeah. ra- you know, hosts? Yeah. Comes down to leadership, right? Yeah. Comes down to vision, comes down to continuity, comes down to a lot of different things, but it's got to funnel back up top. Eventually. Got to. Eventually. When this happened, you talked about it on the fan. The New York Rangers have won the Stanley Cup. When New York sports happens, talk about it here. The Fan, 1019 FM, and always live on the free Odyssey app. Mm-hmm. 
1230 on the fan. It's Tiki and Tierney. We are doing the juggle. Brady hangs him up, complicates the Jets' pursuit of Aaron Rodgers. You watched the Knicks last night. And, you know, really, we could probably have this conversation any day about the Knicks. But I think it was, uh, you know, fully in uh, view again last night with, um, you know, some of the uh, malfunctions down the stretch. Uh, how are the Knicks ever going to win anything? Like, I mean, win anything. You know, it's funny. We, we view ourselves as a championship city. And we're really not. Hmm. And we're not even close to it. Been a while. Championship City. Yeah. Are you serious? I mean, we are really filled with underachieving um, and or poorly constructed, for the most part, overhyped teams. I mean, think about it. Every year, Yanks going to win 100. Every year, they fall apart in October. You know, um, the Giants obviously have held that baton of of champion class and pedigree. Um, it was a long time ago. Yeah, it was. It went through a decade of hell. Unless you Jets are the Jets. NYCFC is that the last oh, championship? On, <laughs> you know, I mean, I no disrespect, but that, that I know, doesn't I'm matter. Just you know and it does, and they haven't. They've only been here for you know a handful of years, so it's not like they have a history that they can relate to. You know, I mean, is it the Giants? It's right. I'll tell you who it is. No, who's I, the know, last no, champion? No, I, I, listen, I'll tell you who it is. The class of the city, Fordham. <laughs> Fordham. Shout out to the Rams, by the way. That's awesome. Good job, Eddie Cole. My boy Eddie out there in the Bronx. Nice. Fordham. It's a big win. It is. Heard the place was on fire well, last night. Talking about a championship. Well, oh, championships. They're about to win one. It's called the 810. <laughs> really? I mean, it's really, it's slim pickings, but we act like, we, you know, we, we run the show. Mm-hmm. I mean, the Mets, 86. The Knicks, 73. Joe Namath Jets, jeez. Yeah. Rangers, mid-90s. Isles, early 80s. <laughs> Come on. It's actually the Devils. Devils, early 2000s. 12, 2012. Oh, that's right. I'm sorry. Forget my yeah. yeah. So right after. So, so, so the so I'm going to get Giants. crushed on that, by the yeah. way. Oh, I, mean, I skipped over the I, I, I forgot championship, it. my bad. Hoff told me. I'm thinking our, more our, like. Our uh, resident hockey uh, expert. Yeah. Uh. yeah, the last one was the Devils. Yeah, I mean, listen, the Mets were in there in 2015, and the Rangers were there in 2014. So 2014, 2015. So those last, uh, last times we, we tasted a championship game. Mm-hmm. Now this, uh, Mike. But the and- last victory was the. The de- was the, the Devils. Devils. Yeah. Was the Devils. Yanks a couple of years before that. Yeah. Uh, Mike and massive people, I have this right. Mike says he was in the room mm. when the Falcons drafted Brett Favre. All right. Let's, we're going to have to quiz him, make sure everything lines up. Uh, Mike is a massive people. What's going on, Mikey? How are you? How you doing? What's, What's up, man? This got to be short. I'm going into a doctor's appointment. Oh, but I was, okay. I worked for the Jets. I worked for the Jets for 29 years. Okay. What'd you do? So I was, so I was uh, the vice president of operations. So Tiki, it's kind of what Phelan does. Oh, got you know, it. Hotels, got it. Yep. buses, airplanes, yep. all that. No, exactly. So I was in the room, and they were, if you remember, Favre was taken at the top of the second round. And the Jets were about to take him. And then the, the guys in charge of the draft were Mike Hickey and Ron Wolf, And they were about to take him. And the Falcons jumped up and traded. I forget who they traded with, but they jumped up and they took Favre. Oh, interesting. And, and at that point... Hickey bangs on the table and cracks the entire top of the glass. <laughs> the Wait, why? Why, so why, why, did, why did Far fall? Was he just not rated high? I don't think. I, yeah, I don't remember the whole story. I don't think he was rated that high. Yeah, you know, I don't think he was the top. I had, I'd have to look and see who the Jets took in the first round. I don't even remember. And I'd have to look and see how many other quarterbacks were taken before him yeah. in, that, in that draft. Well, and also, Mike, you as, got, you, as you remember back then, you know he played in relative security at Southern Miss, yeah. and it was you know, the thought was well. 
If you're not on TV, yeah, if you're not playing at a big right. boy conference, we don't really know you, lack of familiarity. Well, it makes me feel good. We almost drafted Brett Favre. Outstanding. Came that close. And then that's Fantastic. why when Ron, you got to remember, then Ron Wolf leaves. Yeah. He goes to Green Bay. No. And he, and then he trades for Favre. And that, Wolf was the guy that was really pushing for him. Oh, he, that he really, makes sense. He really loved him. Oh, that makes sense. And that's why that happened. Got it. Do you have any other stories of good, an aptitude? Let me hear something good here, Mike. That's good context, I got Mike. A, I got a million of them, but I probably can't tell. Give me one things. good one. Keep it clean. Something that no Jet fan knows but would love to hear anything about a player, about a draft moment. Give us something uh, good. I believe you, Mike. I yeah, believe you were your, in that room. Yeah. What was your favorite moment? Give me something good. Well, if he's pulling out, uh, if he's pulling out Jim well, Phelan, my favorite, true. one of my favorite, one of my favorite moments was when Parcells came. I mean, that guy was just, uh, I, he was just different. Yeah. I mean, it was like, you know, I'd, I'd work for eight coaches or seven coaches, eight if you include Belichick, the hour that he was there. Yeah. We don't count him. And then, <laughs> yeah. So then uh, when Bill came in, it, you, there was just a difference. I mean, most of the Jet coaches prior to that, Coslett and Carroll and Walton and Herm, they were all kind of first-time head coaches. Well, Herm was after him. Herm was, they yeah, were Herm was after him. Yeah, and they were all kind of first-time head coaches. So, you know, they kind of came in and they kind of let you kind of figure out, you know, they had, had to kind of figure out what was going on. Yes. And that was Bill. He came in and it was his agenda from the get-go. Yeah. His first day on the job, walks in my office. Stands in front of my desk. I look up and he's standing there and he says to me, Kensel, I called around about you. I hear you're pretty good. You might get to stay. And then he turns <laughs> and walks out. Wow. But that, but, but anybody that knows Bill, that's his way of pushing the button. Yeah. Now, he could push your button whether you were the quarterback or whether you were the front desk receptions. That's funny. He could push your button. Now, he had me for six months, you know, just busting my tail yeah. because that's Bill. Yeah. What that's was what, your, Mike, that's... what was your last year with the Jets? Uh, 2006, Mangini came in and fired, fired us all. Then I went to the league office. So I was at the league office until the end of 2019, and then I retired. Got it. Got wow, it. you had a really uh, so, distinguished career, man. Yeah, man. It sounds like you accomplished two places, a lot. It's the only two places I've ever worked. That's, that's, the, you know, my, but, I, but I was kind of born into it because my dad worked. My dad was Roselle's assistant. He was the, uh, the executive director of the NFL. Then he went to work for the Jets full-time one month after I was already there. Got it. Got I'd worked, it. I had so worked there a year as an intern, and then he, uh, he Hess hires him away from the league office, and, I, and I'm i going out on a date that night. My dad says, hey, i got to talk to you. And I said, oh, i got a date. i got to go. <laughs> and, he says, and he says, well, you're getting a new boss tomorrow. And I go, wow. Oh, really? Wow. Really? And he puts out the cigarette, blows the smoke in the air, and says, yeah, me. And I knew it was coming. Cool. Oh, it was oh, that's cool. Who would you like? Who was it's, all, the, it's all nepotism, right, Mike? It's all good. Yeah. Reverse, it was reverse nepotism. Mike, who was the that's better? Who was, we got to let true. you go. Who's the better owner, Hess or Woody Johnson, in your opinion? Uh, it's hard to say because I wasn't there that long for Woody. Yep. But I mean, you know, I could talk about Hess. I mean, Hess was tremendous, and he left whoever he hired, left him alone. Mm. Yeah, he was a good he'd man. Come out, he'd come out a couple times a year, but I mean, he was he was. You know, he's a great man. He really was. Yeah, yeah. that's what everybody says about Mr. Hess. Uh, he was a great person. Appreciate Mike, you, Mike. call there. Thank yeah. you very much, buddy. All right, we'll see you. Awesome. Thank you, guys. Yeah, that's cool. Parcells, imagine Parcells coming in just sniffing but you Parcells, up saying, he was a, He was exactly like that. By the way, the Devils didn't win that Stanley Cup. Hoff throwing me under the bus. I did, yes. Uh, it's the Giants. So the Giants were the last well, that's championship. Why I said, that's I thought, why I said early 2000s. I thought it was. They were in. But they the, were it in, didn't man. matter. I was looking Penalty for the last. kangaroo court. The that's last, even worse than not coming back with good music. The last championship. Feeding us erroneous information. the Giants in 2011. 25 way, bucks off, I'll match that it. 1991 NFL draft, the reason that all the far, it was just a weak quarterback draft. 
Dan McGuire was the first quarterback taken. Was he San Diego State? Wasn't he like six foot eight? Yep, San Diego State. It's Mark's it, brother, brother. You know that. Yep. And okay. he by Seattle. He threw. Um, yeah. Yeah. By Seattle, him. he threw 148 career passes. Uh, he was he was terrible. 16th. He should have taken his brother's steroids. He would have been good. The next quarterback was taken by the Raiders at 24. Yeah. Todd Marinovich. Oh, geez, yeah, he had he, his story. He threw. 205 career passes. Okay. His career was done. Okay. And that was that was the end of the first round. And Brett Favre was the 33rd pick in the second round. The Jets, right after that, yep. took Browning Nagel. Okay. Browning Who Nagel, threw for 300 plus games his first year? Uh, uh, for his first game. Yeah. And then did but had a, had a career 437 career attempts. Brett Favre, <laughs> career 10,160. <laughs> so we just missed. 69. Who did the Jets take in the first round that year? I don't have it in front of me. The Nagel was round two. 91. Was that like a lineman or was that uh, Jeff Lagerman? Somebody? Why did the Jets not have a first oh, round pick? Because we probably pick. traded away in some stupid trade that never worked. <laughs> the Jets did not have a first round pick that year. Okay. They did not They did not have a first round <laughs> pick. Giving up those assets, huh, boys? Their first pick was Browning Nagel, but yep. then they, in the third round, drafted Who? Mo Lewis. Uh, we like Mo. We have respect for number. We like number 57. Mo was good. Mo was really good. Yeah, he was. We need your second opinion. Call the fan at 877-337-6666. Powered by Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com. All right. It is 12.47 on the fan. This is the Tiki and Tierney Show. Carter Roberts coming up next at 2. So... If you heard the show yesterday, you might have an issue with me and my contention that the Giants should not sign Mr. Barkley to a long-term deal. Not because I don't like Saquon, but they got a lot of holes. Uh, apparently, they're having those discussions with him, though, despite what I said. They're out at the Senior Bowl, and I know it's been reported within the last, excuse me, last hour or so uh, that Joe Shane and Barkley's reps have continued conversation. Remember, they had him during the season. But they have yet to speak with Daniel Jones's rep. So, all right, just because you're talking to Barkley's crew doesn't mean it's going to happen. Even if you are talking about multi-year parameters, doesn't mean you can't reverse pivot and tag them. A conversation's a conversation until something comes to fruition. But, like, at what point do they actually start talking to Daniel Jones? You're talking to Barkley. What are you waiting for with the quarterback? For Daniel Jones, it's it's probably going to be a minute here. Um, not because they don't have a desire um, it's just it's simply because you really don't have to think about it until the franchise tag deadline starts happening, which is the beginning of the league year, uh, March 7th. So the Daniel Jones conversations, which are likely to include franchise tag implications, and what I mean by that is, all right, we really want you. We're going to exclusive franchise tag you. So if someone signs you, they got to give us two first-round picks or – we're, we really, really want you to be our quarterback, and we see you as our franchise guy. There's no way we're letting you go. We're going to exclusive franchise you, and that means there's $45 million. The reason that that matters is because if it's the former that I just mentioned, the non-exclusive, the conversation about his deal is going to start at $34 million a year. If it's the latter, the exclusive franchise, Daniel Jones will be and his reps will be talking about $45 million a year. So there's the Giants are still determining where they are with that. It's gonna be the it's gonna be the, the non-exclusive deal, and they'll probably start negotiating around the 35 number. But they still, I mean, there's there's plenty of time to get it done. 
Uh, I'm, trying I'm not to... worried about that. No, I I'm hear not worried you. About, about Jones. Jones. Yeah, I'm not worried about Daniel Jones not being talked to yet. I agree. I'm just curious, you know, based on the timing, you know, when you hear one guy's having conversations, the other's not. Just wanted to pick your brains on that. Uh, i got to find it. It's pretty lengthy. There was a – here it is. It's long, so I, I want to find what I'm looking for specific to Jones because I really dove into the Roger stuff. But there's a pretty lengthy piece on ESPN.com, and they go through – it's actually interesting – and they simulate NFL quarterback offseason changes, trades, signings, and compensatory picks. Mm -hmm. They go through the car stuff, like what the Jets would offer, what the Saints could offer, what the Raiders' decision would be. By the way, compensatory picks are if you lose a free agent, you get a compensatory. If you lose a UFA, you get a compensatory pick for that UFA. Yep, yep. They go through the Ryan Tannehill situation, what the Jets could offer, what the Titans' decision might be. They do... Uh, franchise tags and extensions. This obviously pertains to Lamar Jackson. Here's Daniel Jones. This is what I want to read. You ready? Uh, 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 uh. I got numbers for you. Tell me if this is palatable for Tiki. <laughs> so the Giants made it clear that they intend to bring back Jones. GM Joe Shane even slipped and said at a season-ending news conference, quote, we're happy that Daniel's going to be here, end quote. The hope is to get a long-term deal done quickly, to lead the franchise tag as an option for running back Saquon Barkley. Regardless, Jones is about to get paid in excess of $30 million per season, and he isn't likely to reach free agency. Let's settle on four years, 152 yep. with $82 million guaranteed. Perfect. I think that's fair. Perfect. That's a good number. Because the only thing that matters, the only thing that matters is the $80 million guaranteed. That's right. And over the course of four years, amortized, $20 million a year. That are you is take, good. Are you taking Daniel Jones effectively $20 million? That's your risk. Well, yes. Because year. think if they would have taken the fifth-year option, they would have been for 23. Exactly. Of course. 100%. mil. And he's getting, 80, he's getting 80 guaranteed. And when he's done with this deal. I take gonna, him for 30. He's, whatever. Wait, he's going to get, at the end of this deal, he's going to be 29 years old. Yeah. And if he really proves himself at 29 years old, Daniel Jones is going to make 50-something million dollars a year. Yeah, that's By true. By then, the cap is going to be... $270 million. So you think he'll be more motivated to sign a, a shorter extension-ish than the Giants I, If would. I was him, I would. Yeah. Right? Because yeah, that makes sense. It, just, it, it, it allows you, because just think about this intuitively. If he tries to do a long-term deal, I want to be here for the next eight years. He's not going to get a 10-year deal. He's not going to get a Patrick Mahomes deal. No, he's not that but guy. I want to be here for six, you know, six, at least six more years. The Giants are going to say, Okay, sure, but your AAV is going to be much smaller. Yeah, and you know we can only guarantee. Well, we can guarantee a little bit more because it, you have eight, six years to amortize it over. But it's it it doesn't behoove him because he's then going to get to thirty three years old, and unless he's like a super superstar, who's signing a thirty three year old kind of average quarterback? There's nothing more inspiring than signing a thirty three year old average quarterback. That's right. There's so, nothing more uninspiring so in sports. Run a run it short. And you know, yeah. know that you're gonna be the guy for four years here, uh-huh. and they're gonna keep building around you because now they've committed to you. They're gonna get you wide receiving talent. They're gonna and and you know shore up the offensive line, so you're most likely to be a like a star, top ten at least, maybe six or seven quarterback in the league at 29 years old. Then you're really getting the number. Mm. So. I, I, I just think it makes sense to do a short-term deal for both parties. It's almost like indirectly taking a page from the NBA playbook because the NBA players, they go to – I know it's going to change, mm-hmm. but you're in college, right? 
or go to the G League for a year, you're 19 years of age, you're a first-round pick, you get hit with a big deal out of the shoot, you make a lot of money, and then you're 25 years old-ish, and now you're getting the, just a massive glob of money, and the quicker you get in the league, the more money that you make because you can get a chance to get a third contract yes. as well. Yes. So by Jones doing a shorter deal, preying on how he played this year, the the market now, he's going to get a bag now, and then at 29, he'll get another one. Yeah. If he plays well and if, stays if healthy. If he does. Now, yeah. the X factor here is someone else swooping in and saying, all right, we're, we'll pay you 40 a year because he's technically a free agent. You know, once the league year starts, someone else could come in and say, all right, we'll give you $40 million. And you think that's a possibility? And, uh, I, I mean, I don't know. I, I, I don't know how other people outside of the of the Giants organization view Daniel Jones. I know how we view Daniel Jones. And he's, he's, and he's I think he's really good, has a high ceiling. We believe in what the future holds for him. But we're not willing to overpay for it yet. Yep. So, but someone else could. So we'll see. We'll see. Um, how about this, though? Now, I, I gave you Wilson real quick, right? Mm -hmm. uh, I gave you Jones. Let me give you what, and again, this is, a, this is worth diving. I'm going to tweet this out for you. All right, th this is worth diving into. So based on this article, the Jets offer, depending upon how the Raiders handle car, cutting when, blah, 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 trade, uh, a 2023rd third-round pick for car, all right? And then. Well, why would you trade for him? It, it, it's not going to happen. You get him in the building earlier. Yeah. I no, no, I, I'm, I'm with you. But they, they just run through every single scenario. I know. I know. Um, you're, this, you're reading this. This isn't your. Yeah, no, this isn't necessarily. This isn't your, this isn't your thought. Mm -mm. Um, Nobody's trading for Derek Carr. I'm just telling you. Despite the love that they're trying to give him right now in Raidersville because he got announced to the Pro Bowl. Mm -hmm. No, I don't disagree. Yeah, that's funny. He <laughs> said his goodbye to Vegas and now yeah. he's back because that's where the game is. Yeah. Hey, I'm back. Uh, free. Let's see. Would you be okay with this? Is what I was really looking for. Once Carr hits free agency, mm -hmm. to your point, because that's what's going to happen. Three years, one hundred two, sixty-eight million dollars. They they uh, hypothesize the Panthers coming up with the Buccaneers. Two years, eighty million, mm -hmm. thirty guaranteed. Yep. And the Jets, three years, one twenty million, fifty-five guaranteed. Um, the Jets and the. Panthers, I would agree. The Bucks deal is is it's it's undervaluing him. Okay, that's just I mean it's just speculative, obviously for sure. But it's undervaluing him. The Jets and the, the Panthers, I could see that happening, mm -hmm. and I'd be okay with it. Uh, the numbers on Geno: three years, ninety million, with fifty guaranteed from Seattle. Mm -hmm. And uh, that sounds right. Yeah, and they believe that he'll accept it. Again, this is all speculation, but it's fun. Eight seven seven three three seven sixty six sixty six. Tiki and Tierney on the fan. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. 
We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com.